And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. Thanks for joining us today. A former U.S. National Security Advisor told the House Select Panel investigating the Chinese Communist Party that the CCP may be infiltrating Midwest U.S. farm interests. It didn't start with a Chinese spy balloon. H.R. McMaster says the long lines of CCP infiltration of U.S. corporate and farm interests may have been launched earlier and deeper than many think. The commercial aspect of this is often tied to the United Front Work Department, an arm of the Ministry of State Security, which forms organizations that that look innocuous, that promote U.S.-China dialogue and and economic discourse in the area of agriculture, in in particular in the American heartland. McMaster told the House Select Committee on U.S. Competition with the CCP that these groups cooped and coerced U.S. entities. Those are organizations that are designed to advance the, the PRC's uh, agenda and then you know co-option coercion and then to conceal all of this as just normal business practices possibly including spying washington congressman and farmer dan newhouse entities associated with the prc as well as the ccp have made and continue to make investments in u.s agricultural land and assets some of the proposed purchases are in close proximity to national security assets prompting some lawmakers to enact better reporting of foreign U.S. farmland buys and propose including USDA on the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S. or CFIS that reviews national security concerns. Another bill would bar the farm credit system from lending to foreign investors in U.S. farmland. Global food costs move lower again for the 11th consecutive month. The Financial Post says while consumers are still spending more for food, prices are at their lowest level in the last 17 months. The U.N. Food and Agricultural Organization's food price index dropped 0.6% in February, the longest string of lower food prices in 30 years. The index averaged 129.8 last month, dropping from 130.6 in January. Last month's drop was driven primarily by cooking oils and dairy. The overall index is down 19% from a record set last year when Russia's invasion of Ukraine disrupted grain exports around the world. The FAO says sugar prices rose last month, while meat and grains were almost identical to the previous month. The vegetable oil price index dropped almost 5 points to 135.9 in February, while the dairy index was down 3.6 points or 2.7% to 131.3. A confirmed case of mad cow disease in Brazil discovered last month is atypical, the agriculture ministry said last week on Thursday, adding it will work to lift beef export suspensions swiftly enacted by several countries in Asia. Now, according to a Reuters report, the suspension on exports represents a major risk for Brazil's key livestock sector, one of the world's largest. In a statement, the agriculture ministry pointed to an analysis conducted by the World Organization for Animal Health that confirmed the unusual case of mad cow disease. The ministry added that it will schedule a virtual meeting with Chinese officials to discuss a resumption of beef exports. The atypical case of mad cow disease was found in a nine-year-old bull in northern Para State. The discovery made public February 20th triggered an automatic ban on Brazilian beef sales to China. On Thursday, three additional markets, Thailand, Iran, and Jordan, slapped temporary bans of beef imported from anywhere in Brazil. Russian authorities also halted Brazilian beef imports, but only from Para State. And Brazil's Ministry of Ag and Livestock emphasized it aims to reestablish beef exports as soon as possible. 
Well, for decades, the Food and Drug Administration has not enforced its standard of identity for milk, allowing plant-based imitators to use dairy terms. Late last month, the FDA released proposed guidance on the issue. Alan Birga, National Milk Producers Federation's Senior Vice President of Communications, says the proposal is a good first step. It's a bit of a split decision. On the one hand, they have said that it is okay for these beverages to use the term milk for their oat, soy, almond, beverage, what have you. But more importantly for us, they're saying that if you use that, the guidance says you have to have disclaimers showing your nutritional differences from dairy. This is a big win for dairy because dairy has superior nutrition to these plant-based imitators. We expect this will have a positive effect in terms of transparency for consumers and for getting these dairy terms off products. It's still not enough, though. We still need to get these dairy terms away from these beverages. That's still the FDA standard of identity. Birga says the proposal reinforces the need for passage of the Dairy Pride Act. The next step is to push harder for the passage of the Dairy Pride Act, which has been introduced in the U.S. Senate. We expect it to be introduced in the House soon. This would push FDA to enforce its basic standard of identity. Remember, this guidance is only voluntary. And while we would expect a lot of companies to follow it, it still allows these terms on labels because FDA hasn't enforced its own rules for more than four decades. The Dairy Pride Act would require FDA to come up with a plan to enforce its standard of identity and bring U.S. practice in line with the rest of the world and not allowing these plant-based beverages to use dairy terms. He says there is more than what meets the eye, however, for dairy from this FDA proposal. FDA has accepted our basic argument that these beverages create confusion about the nutritional content of what is in their beverage because they use dairy terms. Consumer research shows that when you put milk on something, people think that it has a dairy nutritional profile. It does not. The FDA guidance helps clear this up, but the the logical conclusion of its acceptance of our argument is getting rid of these terms altogether on non-dairy products. And, And we think we're moving in the right direction. Dairy pride can help get us there. And he encourages dairy farmers to comment on the FDA proposal. Anyone who's interested in commenting on this guidance for the FDA, this is a draft guidance that's open until April 24th for comment. They can go to nmpf.org. We have a red button on our homepage. You can click on it. You can learn more about how to comment for FDA and make your voice heard. And that's going to be important. This is going to be an issue that's going to get a lot of attention and a lot of comments. And supporters of dairy have to make sure that their voices are heard as well. And again, that's Alan Birgo with the National Milk Producers Federation. You can learn more again online at nmpf.org. That's nmpf.org. The Agricultural Safety Awareness Week program is this week, March 6th through the 10th. U.S. Agricultural Safety and Health Centers will join farm bureaus across the country to promote ag safety this week with the theme of Lead the Way in Agriculture. Now, each day has a different focus, beginning yesterday with mental health and then preventative health care, safety culture, situational awareness, and temperature-related safety will be the focus Tuesday through Friday, respectively. American Farm Bureau Federation President Zippy Duvall says, quote, keeping everyone safe on America's farms and ranches is so important. We encourage farmers and ranchers to take the time to make safety a priority during this week and throughout the year, end quote. Now, the Agricultural Safety and Awareness Program is part of the Farm Bureau Health and Safety Network of professionals who share an interest in decreasing safety and health risks. Visit the Center's YouTube channel for new content and fresh ideas about how to stay safe year-round. 
And again, uh, the Agricultural Safety Awareness Week program is this week across the country with American Farm Bureau. And I can't stress enough the importance of safety in and around the farm and ranch. We talk about it on this program quite a bit. It is very, very vital. That's going to do it for American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.